You have found a place to learn, encourage, support each other, be real, and have fun. Join us on a journey to becoming better versions of ourselves. Welcome to The Grind. Here are your hosts, Matt Buckner and Bob Page. So welcome to The Grind. This is going to be sort of a recap slash who the F is Matt Buckner episode. I don't like the way this is starting. Because <laughs> last week you, uh, not even last week, just an episode or two ago. I'm going to edit that. What am I going to say now? Um, so in a previous episode, I kind of just filled in solo because Matt and I had some crazy busy schedules and felt like I needed to put something out there. And I talked a little bit about me. So maybe it's time we learn a little bit about Mr. Matt Buckner. Hooray. <laughs> He's very excited. Wonderful. Hey, I'll talk about myself on a podcast that I host. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. And we'll wow. get to that. But let, let's do the whole recap thing because that's yeah. a pretty awesome idea. Well, yeah, I thought, you know, we're being reflective because I just had my official last race for 2019. Um, and that brought us to... Uh, this at this time one year ago, you and I were doing your first real official race, real official race, which in typical Bob Page fashion, he's like, so what should my first real race be? How about a 16 mile race across the Courtney Campbell Causeway in Tampa Bay? So, yeah. So yeah, why not? So I did that with you. I registered with you, and that was a good day. I think that was a good race. Um, we were just talking about. We were looking back right before. I love see. the picture of me standing at the start line. I just look like a scared little boy. It was like fear in your eye, <laughs> and even I remember too the conversations before. You know, we were waiting for the race to start. We were waiting for the sun to come up, and you were kind of sketching out like you and I remember at one point like I look around and you're like standing over at the seawall just like staring off because obviously trying to collect yourself a little bit pretty nervous race day jitters so I still get race day jitters every single time and so do I and I I actually love them I I hope they never go away I never want to I never want to toe the line in a race feeling calm or complacent I would no I want to I want to be shot full of adrenaline i want to be scared as hell i want to be nervous i want i want my stomach to be nauseous i I love that i clearly have found the same feelings because you just don't go running races by yourself right if you don't enjoy that no right right and that and that that's something that you can do by yourself though and i i actually i think that I'm I'm probably a little hard to be around on race days too because of that. I know that well the one we just did, the 15k, the one we that I was a little wound up that morning and was and was trying to be, you know, a, my polite jovial self, but really at one point was just like, okay. Like I just kind of walked away from everyone and went and found my spot in the chute to get ready because I just I was too nervous and excited and I couldn't I was like I couldn't hold a conversation I couldn't I, I wasn't I wasn't able to be present in the group because I needed to be in my own head at that moment but I think that's good I like that absolutely I love that where focus yeah I mean and it's it is a 
I'm not one to enter a race as a fun run or a, uh, you know, yeah, whatever, I'll do it and just see what happens. I mean, I'm going out there to kill it, you know, so and to chow, to push myself and to also, you know, as Goggins would say, to take some souls, too. Yeah. And, uh, um, and that last the, our last race, your final race of the year yeah. was a good one for that. It was. It was great. Um, and I did. I had some guys that I had in my sights to pick off that I picked off at the end of that race too. And I actually, and I did get beat. I mistimed my kick at the end um, where I was going to start it. And it was kind of hard because the way it doubled back on itself, it wasn't a real out and back. It went. Was it an out and back and then out again out to again someplace and back else? Again. Yeah. And so I mistimed the distance to sprint in and the guy that I went by and told him when I went by him, <laughs> he caught me at the end. He crossed it. Now I don't know gun time and, and chip time where he ended up. Don't know the dude. I was just, he, I was like, you know, when I went by him, I was like, come on, you know? And, uh, and he, he came after me and I was like, uh Oh, the finish line is like 150 yards further than I thought it was going to be. That guy's be. still telling the story. Yeah. So then he passed me. He's like, come on. He's like, this old man comes <laughs> around me thinking he had something. The guy was, he, he was probably like 15 years younger than me too. And he had been, we had been trading positions the entire race. And, the, and so I really thought I had him when I came around that turn and I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I'm like, wait, where's the finish? <laughs> But the little mind games you play with yourself. Absolutely. I felt the same way the week before at the Clay Loop 15K. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had a a friend who was out there uh, racing as well. We didn't see each other before the race. And then near the end of the race, I just see him pass me. (laughs) That's when you saw him? You were looking for him before the race. And then he ran by you at the end? Yeah. You had a hell of a finish at the end, though, man. Yeah, I mean, I always try to run out as hard as you possibly can at the end. Leave it there. There's no point taking it home. You emptied the vessel that day. But yeah, both days you definitely you you finished hard at both of those races. And how cool was it? It was cool for me too. I mean, so in the uh, the getaway St. Pete 15K, um, both our wives were there running it, and. I I thought it was great when I I passed Amanda along the course and you know we said hey and and uh, it was really cool seeing her out there and then you you said you had the same experience coming yep. by her and I love seeing Laura out on the course and being able to run in with her um, that was just really cool when you can do a race that uh, that you know it's not often even that schedules align. But when we all, I love it. I, that was kind of a surprise for me that when Laura was like, yeah, I signed up for the 15K too. And I was like, what? Really? Awesome. So, yeah. And I had a very similar, my wife, Amanda was like, uh, yeah, just go ahead and sign me up for the 5K. So she went out and ran the 5K with absolutely zero training. Right. Like she ran, walked it, but like zero training. She's a baller. That's why. Yeah. She's, a, she's not like us. She doesn't need to practice for these things. She she's paid just, for it a little bit the next day. Was she a little stiff? A little sore. A little sore. Yeah. But it's all right. Did. Well, that's a little consistency on the uh, motion side of things. The movement will get her feeling good. There was a good 
20, 30 seconds of my life where I saw, because I expected to, the way they did it, the 5Ks had an early turnaround. So when you were coming back from the 15K turnaround, you ran into walls of 10K and 5K yes. turnarounds. Yes. Um, which for me, because I'm not, you know, the fastest guy in the whole world, I, I loved passing so many people. That was cool. Um, but I kept looking for my wife and I was like, oh my God, I'm not seeing her. I'm not seeing her. I'm not seeing her. Like I was well past the 5k turnaround and she's still not coming. It's because she'd already done the turnaround right. and was on the way back. How cool is that? that so you, yeah. you underestimated. So that was pretty was awesome. Be. But I literally, I ran up behind her and like just barely touched her and like the touch only a husband can touch a woman. <laughs> and she knew it was me. I hope she didn't slap you. So I hope she, she didn't just you. go chasing after anybody who touches her. But she <laughs> she ran up and we ran together for just a little bit, and then she you know dropped back, and then I kept running hard. That's awesome. It was, yeah, it's special day for That's sure. Awesome. Yeah, that was a good. That was it, and I think that was a good way to to cap off the year. You know, and from starting it a year ago at the Veterans Day 16 miler, that was a good day for both of us. That your longest official race. To Bib zero zero one. Yeah. With my and was mine zero zero two? It was. Damn it. It was. I remember when we went to pick them up. You had already had yours, and you're like, ah. So, so just, I'd like to address all the race directors out there right now, if I may, if I may use this as my public platform, and and this, you know, a, as a race ambassador for the Getaway St. Pete 15K, I, I think I I think I my uh, opinion is valid here. Uh, Bib numbers need to make some sort of sense logically in some way or another, either alphabetical or done in groups by which race you enter or some grouping like that, but... Not by who signed up first? That's a really poor way to, <laughs> to assign bib numbers, in my opinion. In my opinion. Um, so I just, I'll leave that out there, race directors. Something, food for thought. Food for thought. I mean, alphabetical is great, uh, you know, yeah. But but in order of entry, I don't know if that's a good system for your race. It's but good when you get zero zero two zero. and you think you have like a outstanding bib number. Yeah. Well, I definitely was like, but again, I thought, well, I'm zero zero two because my last name starts with a B, and there's some other guy, that, <laughs> Mr. Abrams. Yeah. Exactly. And no, it was you because you entered for the 16-miler the second it came online. Yeah, probably five seconds before you. Right. We were both, <laughs> yeah, so you had entered before. but and I thought initially I had we were cool. just doing the half. And so wouldn't it have been cool if 001 would have taken first place in the 16-miler? Ah, uh, it would have been because Matt won the race. I did win that race. That, now, that is my first uh overall first place finish and i thought i was the good luck charm but we've run it, some other races it hasn't since. held up since then <laughs> it's no. Not helped. no i wish you were my good luck charm too <laughs> that that didn't happen again i've had some great age group finishes this year um i didn't i what was uh getaway was fifth age group i believe so not a podium but but uh, i'll take that with a bum foot i'll take that i had fourth in my age group for that yeah there you go yeah. And when we left the race, I thought that there were only five in our age group. And uh, right. It's now up to 11. It's up to 11. So I don't feel bad anymore about my fourth place finish there in my go. age group. Well, and 
I'm about to change age groups next year, and I'm excited about that. I am not, because you will now be in my <laughs> age be, group. You and I will be in the same age group <laughs> next year. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I was looking at your age group results, and you know, I think people mis misinterpret that that oh, I'm going to be at the bottom end of the next age group up. People just keep getting faster, man. They really like, do. I'm not looking at these times going like, oh, I'm going to smoke these guys. They're faster than me and they're older than me. But I love that though. Absolutely. I love the, I love the fact that no, these guys aren't slowing down. That they're, right. They're, I don't intend to slow down. I don't either. No. So I think that's great that it's not that the conversations aren't, yeah, I can't wait till I get into the next age group because I'm going to kill everybody. It's like, no, it's more competition now as, as these guys just keep getting faster as they get older. It's awesome. And we saw that in a big way, I think, at the Clay Loop um, because yeah. Claremont, Florida is a big training ground for people who do triathlons. Yes. And there were some older dudes who were fast. Yes. Oh, my God. They were killing it. No, we yeah. saw well, and that was actually that race for the turnout they had. Um, I mean, there was these these guys looked like they were twelve years old, and they were just racing it. And, yep. And then we had yeah, we had we had what was the was it eight? They were in their eighties. Were the oldest uh, entrants in that yeah, race male and, and female. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, that gives me something to look forward Absolutely. to. Absolutely. In, in thirty years, I'm still going to be running races. That's Let's awesome. Hope so. That's awesome. Um, so after the veterans day, what we did, the, we did the one in at universal, right? The universal 5k yeah. you got me into that race. Yep. That was really cool. That was a fast race. Yeah. It, and that was billed as a fun run that we didn't no. fun run it. No, that was a, that was, I mean, that was a crazy fast race. I remember almost PRing that day and just having, and I think, the course was challenging because at the front of the pack, like the pace bike that they were using, like the leader went out so fast that I lost sight of that. And I mean, it was pitch black. What time in the morning was that? Yeah, it was like 5 a.m. Because they, they try to get it in before, before the park, the park opens. opens. Yeah. yeah. So so it's pitch black in the park. And, you know, unlike you, Bob, I don't spend a lot of time <laughs> in the park when it, when there's no one here so a lot of the i would come up to these intersections and i wouldn't know which way to go yeah. i would it looked foreign to me there was no people around and so i didn't actually realize like oh turn right here you know so i'd kind of have to hesitate and wait for another runner to go by to go oh yeah i'll follow him um, but that was a really fun race and i'm really glad that that i got to do that um, that was a really cool run. And you, Universal is like, uh, I think, gone beyond the fun run. And then in February, they're going to do Run Universal. There's yeah. a legit 5 and 10K ratio this yeah, year, next year. That's cool. And I know a lot of people are excited about that, that the that it's y'all are opening it up into the legit competitive running aspect of it. So a chip time event here would yep. be really cool. Yep. Um, and January always marks... Uh, the Louisiana Marathon, which is a big chin. Your favorite run. race. Yeah, you know, something that everyone has heard me complain about <laughs> endlessly because of the temperature, the consistent below freezing temperatures at the start of that race. And the rain. But I, but I don't want to, I don't want that to color how cool that race is because it is like a, uh, it's a chin's family reunion, practically. So many, so many in the group, are live right there 
in that area of Louisiana. Um, and, uh, and we get a lot of people driving in for that. It's always a, a big turnout. So it's always great just to, despite the, you know, freezing temperatures that I incessantly complain about. I was about to say, despite what I've heard. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great, race. it's on my bucket list. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good run and it's a, it's a very well done race. Um, and they, uh, always attract, uh, some talent from, a, from a, everywhere. Um, and it's a, it's, it's a really cool course too. I've always, you know, I just, I, I'm a, I live in Florida for a reason. I hate cold weather. And so signing up for a race and uh running it in freezing temperatures is never on my list of things to do so i go to louisiana in january and leadville colorado because i hate the cold i've really got to examine some of my choices Th- these are two guys that ran this morning in 60 degree weather and complained about it being cold my hands are cold <laughs> bob my hands are so cold i can't feel my feet yes well, that's why we live here, though. We're yep. not we're not those guys that come to Florida and go, oh, my God, it's hot. <laughs> Bring on the heat and humidity. We're, we are here because we love it. We love the heat. Never cold. Uh, what else did we do? Oh, I did the Discover Caladesi 10 mile, uh, which is a which is a race from Pier 60 on Clearwater Beach uh, to Caladesi Island and back. Awesome 10 mile run. Uh, all sand and trail. Um really really cool run i'd i uh definitely recommend that to anybody who hasn't done it before um but then after that because this was supposed to be a light year of racing for me but bob page kept changing my plans so then he he said (laughs) what do you think about the gasparilla and i'm like you know here's a list of things i hate about the gasparilla (laughs) run series (laughs) and he goes oh because I've got a free entry for you if you want it. How do you say no to a free entry? Well, I couldn't. It turns out I couldn't. So I ended up running the Gasparilla half with you and my wife, Laura, did that as well. So that was another race that we got to run together. Um, That was, uh, and typically, you know, it's a great race. It's a great race series, but it's, it's extremely popular, which means extremely crowded which means not much potential for PRs and things like that. So it's, you know, I, I get, uh, I get bent out of shape about that. And for, so for all the reasons that everyone else loves the Gasparilla, that's one of the things that makes it not on my favorite list, but. And uh, that, that was probably the first race where I, cause the first initial bridge run race, I felt like I ran hard, but I think I felt like I was so, scared of the 16 mile distance i didn't push myself right yeah because you were worried about i wanted to finish right yeah Yeah. like don't let me and it and it's a bridge run so it's like you weren't gonna jump in your car and drive off right you had to get back to the start line you were over the water the whole race and it was a four-hour cutoff and i was legit nervous about it and then i ended up well on which you knew yeah yeah. i mean i i was confident that you were going to do fine in that but yeah you just the inexperience of never having done a competitive race at that mile at that distance before. But then Gasparilla, I felt like I, I really ran as hard as I could mm-hmm. at that time. So I'm kind of looking forward to doing another half because right. I'm totally going to beat that time. That was your first official half, yep. right? 
so yeah so i mean you had a big year bob you were that's why we're recapping this you did a lot of uh first first official things and uh and some big races too so that and that uh a really unique race we did in March was the Skyway 10K. So we run across the Sunshine Skyway. Crazy logistics. Like it was, we were on buses. We had to get yeah. there super, super early, 4 a.m. Had to get on a bus, drive for 30 minutes, and then be dropped off to walk another half mile and then stand in the chute for forever. Over an hour. Yeah. And it's another race I'm glad I did, but. I, I I won't do it again. No, that was definitely one I just wanted to tick the box yep. on. Had a blast doing it. Would never do that again. And and it's and it's good that I uh, said that because it's impossible to get in. Like you, it sells out in seconds. Well, and this year they did a lottery. Yeah, they had to do a lottery. I mean, so it's one of those. I think a lot of people look at it the same way. Like I just want to run across the Sunshine Skyway one time. But also one of those races where you get seven people abreast yeah, walking. Not a good. Yeah, there's. Yeah, it's a. It's. Although that was a. I ended up having a decent time that day, uh, finish wise. I think I, I PR'd a, that day. Yeah, we had it. We were we both wearing our uh, f- newly acquired four percent. I was race? in. No, you bought yours at that race. I bought mine at that race. I was wearing turbos. Yeah. Okay. Peg turbos. But I had my four percent on. Yeah. Could have made a difference. That's uh, fellow chin Jason Mercurio ran with us for that one. Yeah, he did. Yes. Yeah. yeah Jason did that run. Um, and he actually, and I ran up the bus lane most of the way because there was too many people in the way. And he gave me his bib for the Universal 5K is how yep. I got into that because yep. that was sold out. Yeah. So, yeah, Jason, uh, Jason's the man. Um, then you did the Shamrock Run uh, right out, after the Skyway 10K. Out right? in Claremont. Out in Claremont. Got first in my age division. See, look at that. Yeah. If you need a first in your age division, find... Uh, a race that is not well attended. <laughs> and That's not why you did that race, though. No, I just signed up. I had no yeah. idea. But yeah. then I got there. And if your fellow competitors are wearing jean shorts, <laughs> you might have a chance. That's just Claremont, baby. I don't know. I'd probably get my ass kicked by a guy wearing jean shorts. <laughs> Two minutes ago, we just said Claremont is a place where, you know, people the haven train for, triathletes, for right? triathletes. But they are not running the Shamrock Shuffle. <laughs> the shamrock <laughs> shuffle yeah maybe the name was indicative on the competitive level of that race i'm running it again this year the shamrock shuffle i'm definitely going back to, well you've got to you've got to uphold your title like i failed to do at the veterans day 16 miler um but now that brings us to april c to c baby yeah there's the I mean, first Florida coast to coast relay that the the second ever and the first that the chins participated in and man was that epic that's the coolest thing that was like a big highlight for the year I'm getting chills well and when when everyone looks at uh this Facebook page the picture you see is that team standing at the finish line so we had just ran for uh what 205 miles 205 miles in 30 hours was that the yep so yeah we'd been we'd been up for (laughs) for a day and a half and uh 
and had just come two, 205 miles from Titusville all the way to Tarpon. And, and now, you know, the, a lot of talk about our return this year and taking over the event. I, th I just checked with this year's team captain or next year's team captain, uh, Michael Constas, and he confirmed that there is 18 people signed up, but that uh, Jason Mercurio and Wally have not registered yet. So that would put us at 20. Uh, so we're about four guys short for a, for a two complete teams. And right on the top of the Chins public page, there is also an event. So you can get the yeah. information for it. I mean, we, we would love to have some people from the public page <laughs> hop in. And the coolest thing happened uh, to Bob and I at the Claremont Clay uh, 15K. Yeah. Um, at the end of the race... Uh, we were recognized like, hey, you guys are missing chins. And we were both looking at each other like deer in the headlight. Like, what are you what? And they're like, yeah, you did that. You did the C to C. You did the we and we read your we we saw your runner's world interview. And yeah, she's like, are you going to do the C to C again next year? It was <laughs> it was really a surreal experience. I, I like kept looking around for the camera like we were totally being punked or something. Where's Alan Funt? That's right. how old I am. <laughs> Just want you to know. <laughs> no, only I am old enough to get that reference. It's <laughs> we'll candid go, camera. Google it. We'll go back to the. We'll go back to punked as the, <laughs> as the, the, the historical reference there. Even Josh Johnny's like, "What is candid camera?" I, it's, it's, I'm not that old, son. No. What are you? Uh, but yeah, so that's so that's going to be epic this year. And yes, we are coming back to do it again and even more. It's definitely we've got enough uh, participation and we're going to have a lot more as the event draws closer to this April. I think if you're going to do April. one big destination race. Make it that one. Please. Make it, it is that one. so good. It's so, I mean, just, man. I wish they were paying us for the promotion we're giving them. They should them. be paying it. Well, we're going to, we have plans to get the race director for C2C on the grind. We want to interview them and talk about this. And we definitely want to to fill up as many missing chin spots as we can get as many get the a massive missing chins team a, a co-ed missing chins team as well would be awesome yeah that's what we're that's what we're after on that and it's a ton of fun and it's it's really as anyone that would did it last year would say it's not about the miles you run it's about it's about the sweaty smelly van conversations yep. at 2 a.m and the the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and the just total sleep deprivation Sitting in a parking lot in the middle of the dark out in the middle of nowhere florida yeah it's man such a good time and, and we've had a little bit of talk about possibly doing a six-man altar team for it. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I if if it came down to it to where we could field, like, a third or fourth team, as a, I, I might jump on somebody else's team and do yeah. that. Yeah. No, I think – I mean, I'm totally open for possibilities. We're talking about the altar team, but that – It's not that, set in stone yet. Exactly. And it, we just wanted to gauge interest, you know, if it's – if we could get a half dozen guys that that were into that, then then that's something we'd want to do. But we but if it's if there's 24 people that sign up and we do two teams this year, that's great with me too. Um, it's guaranteed to be a good time, and it it is not. Uh, 
I don't want to say it's not competitive because it's uber competitive, but it is, it's also, uh, uh, some, it's about the camaraderie. It's about the fellowship, just about being out there. Absolutely. And, and uh, you will see people at all levels. Like the absolutely. high school team smoked everybody, yes. but there were teams of, you know, mixed and there was an all female team. I actually knew two of the girls on the all female team and they crushed it. Yeah. yeah. Completely made it under cutoff and did awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and there and this is a it's a pretty generous cutoff time. I don't think anyone did anyone not did anyone fail to finish last year? I think they kind of left it open to I think there was a team that did not did finish. Not, but they probably like DNF'd completely. Yeah, chose yeah. to take themselves out right. of it. Yeah. Which is pretty that's great for a cross a a a coast to coast race with like a team that DNF that's, that's really good. And you don't know, I, I, to this day, I don't know what happened. Somebody may have had a, you know, good injury right. or who knows. Right. I mean, DNFs are coming for everybody. Exactly. exactly. It's going to happen. Don't, you don't know when. Right. Exactly. So after that you did, uh, you did the Windermere 10 K. Yeah. Right? Windermere 10 K through, you know, little ritzy, rich Windermere, Florida. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I hated that race. <laughs> why? Why didn't you like? No, it's it just uh, just not a good race. I mean, I think I, after C to C, and then yeah. a five k, and then a ten k, just too much all in a row. And like, I didn't do horrible, but you know, I felt like I should have done better. But I was just exhausted. You had the corporate five k around the lake in downtown, right? Yeah, uh, Orlando, and I think they do this race in a lot of big cities. Iowa corporate five k, and it is just a bajillion people, yeah. you know, outside of the, you know, 10 people up front that are, you know, run a 5k in 16, 17 minutes. It was, you know, but it was fun. And I, and we ran with a bunch of people that I work with. So Heather I, was out there for that yep, one, right? Yep. Heather ran the, uh, the, the clay, clay 15k. Very good friend of mine who I always said, she's a legit runner. She is a legit runner. Back before when I was a legit fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> and was like, what are you doing with all this running? And her dad's a legit runner who has a race named after him. Yes. What? Yeah, up in New Hampshire. Crazy. Goffstown Gallop. The Goffstown Gallop. Yeah, he was like the... He had, Well, wait, he was the creator of the race. Yeah, but he was like some type of like... Uh, physical education yeah. director i'm telling this story wrong heather I'm right so sorry heather can reprise and i also details. apologize to mr french if he's listening as well i feel horrible um but yeah he would run this route like it was his training route and then they they, they created a, a official race out of the, yeah out of the route that he ran through the town and they've done it for like 40 something years and he sent me one of the race shirts this year, and it's bright green. God knows I love bright green, yeah. so I wear it all the time. That's and amazing. And I don't wear a lot of race shirts. That's amazing, though. That right, C to C is probably the my most worn race shirt for sure. The finisher shirt there, and um, and I, I and I keep looking time. at it, and I'm like, it's looking worn. I should stop wearing this. I know, mine is too. <laughs> like it's fading, it's fading. But I know I'm getting another one. Exactly, we'll have a brand new one in yep. April. So. Um, that and Leadville are my favorite race shirts, but, um, so then, uh, and then you did a Canada run. You went, you, in you found yourself in, uh, in Canada and you registered for a 10 K while you were up there. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like right on Lake Ontario. It's funny because I went to go pick up the bib and the guy's like, oh, this is a very fast course. And I'd been there for like a week and a half. And all I'd done is run trails up and down hills through the woods. Right. And I'm like, fast course. Oh, okay. But no, it's completely flat. And I totally PR'd a 10K that day. That was a 10K PR for Yeah. You. Awesome. Yeah. And, and I've not beat it yet since. And your prior 10K PR was during C to C, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, you had an epic year, Bob. Yeah, it was know. fun. Recapping this is, well, and it's, you know, it's bittersweet too, because like, like we talked about in the last episode, I'm, I'm officially shutting it down for the year and healing my foot up for next year in preparation for my 50th. So, so that brings us to June and that brings us to a very little discussed, but we, we can talk about it now. Um, but we kind of kept it on the down low because none of us had ever done this before. We put together a little tiny group and we went to the Grand Canyon and we ran the Grand Canyon from South Rim to North Rim. Um, and it was actually intended to be an out and back. We were going to run rim to rim to rim. Uh, Jason Cohen was the madman behind this uh, idea. In fact, at, when he called me, at some point and said, uh, you know, Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I always know that get ready because Jason's about to ask me to do something crazy. And I'm going to say yes, because <laughs> he's, he has some glorious ideas and this was one of them. And he, and I literally had to Google it. I had no idea what rim, I'm like a rim to rim. What is he talking about? I want to say yes, but I should probably know what I'm saying. Yes too. And, and it was pretty sketchy Google results, like not, but like, I don't think this is a, like, is this a race? And no, it's not a race. It's not a sanctioned race at all. In fact, the national park does, recommends that you do not attempt to do this ever for many, many reasons. Um, death being one of them. It's a bad idea. Uh, and so, so of course we were like, yeah, that sounds like a Dude, great idea. Let's go do it. Totally got to do that. Um, and for some reason, my wife thinks that, that, well, she knows she doesn't think she knows that I'm a horrible planner. I think C to C showed everyone what a horrible planner <laughs> I am. Um, and I like it that way and I'm not going to change. Um, a little chaos theory, but she, uh, but she was, of course, concerned when I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to the Grand Canyon. I'm going to run the Grand Canyon. And she's like, who with? Jason Cohen. Oh, OK, then. Yeah, like that was fine. like that was my my life preserver. My my like, oh, as long as Jason's there, he'll keep you safe. But that was foreshadowing because that that's exactly I needed Jason to keep me safe that day um, because I had some some heat stroke, heat frustration issues that day. And he stayed with me uh, to make sure that I got out safe and uh, got me help when I needed help and uh, got me water when I needed water. Um, but that, uh, that was an epic thing. I mean, that's, and we're definitely, so the intent of that was to go rim to rim to rim. Uh, because of me, I, I failed to do that. I, I did rim to rim. So next year, I totally plan to go back and do rim to rim to rim. Um, Jason already did it. Jason actually took two days off and went back. Uh, I think I wasn't even on the plane going home yet. 
and uh, or maybe I had just gotten home and uh, got a text from Jay. Hey, don't be mad. And I knew, <laughs> I knew as soon as he said that, I'm like, he went. He, I'm like, you did it, didn't you? And he saw Jim Walmsley uh, training for Western States that day, doing a doing a quick little, you know, rim to rim to rim jog that morning. Um, so got it. Got a little uh, selfie with Walmsley right before he set the course record at Western States this year. Um, and then, uh, what, after that, we, w- we went to August, and that was uh, back to Leadville to pace Jim Gray in his 100-mile attempt this year. So uh, uh, that, was, that was another epic return back to Leadville. Uh, some, some different course challenges because of the weather. There was a lot of avalanches. So uh, the road, the driving road, not the trail, but the road that cars go on to get you to Winfield uh, was impassable. Mm. Uh, the park service only opened it to buses. They wouldn't allow traffic in. So there was logistics problems. Um, it, it, made, uh, it made for its own, uh, its own little adventure, just trying to get from point A to point B as a pacer supporting Jim on his run that day. Uh, Goggins was there, got to see Goggins along the course several times. Um, it's pretty doing, amazing. Doing his Goggins thing. He was a sub-24 fin- or sub-25 finisher. Um, I think he went sub-24, actually. Uh, then there wasn't anything that you or I did in September, but that's that's the annual pilgrimage that uh, that my wife Laura does to Hana, to Maui every year, and does the Hana Relay, where they start at the Maui airport and run uh, relay style all the way to Hana um, with all the twists and turns along that route. And, uh, you know, I really, again, I say this all the time, that first of all, my wife's a lot smarter than I, but second, uh, that I've really got to rethink some of my decisions in life because we get, we each pick these destination races every year. And so I go, well, yeah, I'm going to Leadville, like one of the most, of course, horrible locations on earth, the highest altitude in the United States, the coldest place, because you know, I love cold weather. And then Laura says, yeah, I'm going to go to Hawaii for my destination run. Now, why didn't I think of that? And why, after she did it the first time, didn't I decide to go run in Maui instead of in Colorado? I don't know. I know. You do know? I don't yeah. know. I keep making the same mistake over and over and over. But but Laura, that's an all-female all master's team, that race has been going on like 40 years. Wow. Uh it sells out in seconds. Um, you have to get up early, early, early and be like with your finger on the button ready to register. You have to have all your entry fees. It's 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 a really cool race, but it's done. Uh, competition in Hawaii is different than everywhere else. Like they don't they don't get wrapped up in the things that that mainlanders do. So they're competitive in their own way, but they do it. They do it, uh, you know, in their own style and their own flavor. So this race actually, after you do this crazy relay uh, and spend all day out running on all this altitude and all these twists and turns on the road to Hana, the finish of the race is a potato sack race across the finish line. So the person that is doing the last leg of the race has to then put on a potato sack and jump across. Serious? I'm not kidding. I did not know that. I'm not kidding. I, I, which, but that, so that's Hawaiian style. That's their Hawaiian twist is that, and of course the costumes are blazing out there and it's a, 
it's pretty incredible. It's uh, so I've so I've heard so allegedly I've been told. allegedly yes, and th- and then of course everyone now you're in Hana so what to do except party on Hana all weekend. So, Sounds horrible. Yeah, it's a terrible time. I'd much rather go to Leadville. I totally see why you wouldn't Ooh, want to go to Hawaii. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's why you know. Okay, Makes honey, sense. you do your little Maui run. Go potato sack it. Silly. I'm gonna. I'm off to Leadville because I'm smart. <laughs> where real runners go whatever and then what we did uh we did that that claremont 15k loop uh that uh just last month just yep. at the tail end of october and that butted up back to back with uh the getaway st pete 15k and that was our year man that was a a hell of a year pretty a- solid again for... i may try to squeeze in another race before well, that's, the end of the year i mean you should that's the I mean, I'm looking at that is the Bob Page epic year, man. You had a, a huge year from your first official race, first official half, two 10K PRs within two months of each other. Uh, Canada. I mean, that's you did. You did. That was a big year, man. I loved it. It was awesome. And, and you know, getting to go back to Leadville is always awesome. It's like a pilgrimage. The Grand Canyon was amazing um, and dangerous <laughs> and, and uh, can't wait to go yeah, risk I, life and limb again. There. I want in on the next one. Oh, you're coming. You're coming, man. We're doing it. We're doing it. It's definitely, uh, it's it's one of the best things ever. I, can, I can't imagine. It's still mind-boggling to me after walking and running every inch of the Grand Canyon that people drive up to that, look over the edge, take a picture, get back in their car and drive away. You're doing it wrong. Totally. You're doing it wrong. You've got to get down in there. And there's, you don't have to be an idiot and go run, try to run from one side of the other in a day. You can, there's tons of, of camping expeditions and guided tours and, uh, mule trains. And there's a million ways to get down to the river at the base of the Canyon that's where it's happening. That's where it's some of the most amazing scenery I've ever seen on earth exist. And, uh, I, you know, I'm happy that I've done it once. I can't wait to go do it again. And I'm a little embarrassed that it took me 49 years to do it the first time, but I'm so glad that I did it and that it's on my list of places to go back to, you know, sounds amazing. And I can't wait to go. And sadly we're about to go now We are out of time. And we will have to talk about Matt Buckner another day. Damn, ran out of time. <laughs> so that's your tease. That's our tease. That so, was that was a 2019 recap, though. I like that. Solid. 2020 is going to be amazing. Get out there and grind. Get, get, get what? Get, get. You'll edit that out. <laughs> might not thank you for hanging out with us today if you enjoyed the show have comments or ideas tell us in the comments the grind a missing chins run club podcast can be found on facebook at missing chins and also online missingchins.org grind or go home